Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. It's the beginning of February, and you know what that means. Not much, everybody. This is Peter. January's over. And welcome to the hard cap. Time for another Tom Brady retirement. Tom. Yes. Tom Brady's done. Is that what it's time for? Joining me today and already introducing themselves are my buddies and co-hosts Chris and Alex. Gentlemen. Aaron Rodgers next. Aaron Rodgers next. Now, guys. Aaron Rodgers, you suck now. I just want to know when you bought your 80 for Brady tickets. Did you do it last week, the week before? Because I'm ready. No lie, when I first saw that trailer, I thought it was a parody. I was like, there's no way this could be real. <laughs> right? SNL had to do something here. Yes. It's just, it just seemed, seemed too fake. I, I don't know what it was. It looks so very bad. Have you guys seen the trailer for this yet? Yeah, it's the old, I, I the old lady actresses that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The old lady actresses. Some, like, some of the most esteemed actresses of our time, too. Yeah, true. Absolutely insane, guys. Jane Fonda still looks good. She still looks good. She's a lovely well, lady at 82. Lovely lady for 82. Explain to me what you mean by Jane Fonda still looks good. She still looks good. What is Don't it say. that you mean by I, I believe he's saying she can get it, Chris. No, 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 no. Just uh-huh. saying she looks good. Well, not, not, not in any specific yeah. way. I'm just saying, you know, generally speaking, she can get it. Yes. How, how do you guys yes. feel about Tom more Brady than fifty percent of the human populace? Let's let's move on. How would allow her to get it. I still don't know how to feel about it. I feel about like, Fonda. I mean, I clearly. I'll, I'll let you guys and, keep going on this. And I'll, and you know she works out too. This is over. Did she have the total gym one thousand as well? <laughs> no, dude. She had the Jane Fonda workout. That's right. She had Good like point. the like most famous workout of all time. That's true. That's true. Uh, I wouldn't say the best. Uh, no, no, Alex, most so famous. Most it's not famous. Not quite the Bowflex workout, but it's not <laughs> quite Chuck Norris or Richard Simmons. Well, that's fair. Got to sweat to the oldies. So I, I, I honestly, I don't know how to feel about Tom Brady's retirement. Last year, I was a little bit in shock. I didn't want him to go away. I don't know what to feel really. Like I, I I'm kind of okay with it, but I wish he was still playing. I don't know how to even ex- express what I'm feeling right now. How do you guys feel? You know, I, I see him as like one of those players who he's just like the greatest to ever do it at his position, essentially. You know what I mean? He's the winningest quarterback. He's he's done everything you can do, and he's done it for multiple teams. I heard a crazy stat that he is literally like in three decades, he's had a Hall of Fame career, each of those three decades. So, I mean, and, the way and that's accurate. Yeah, that's, that is accurate. Here's what I'll tell you. His actual retirement last year was more impactful than this. This, I was just kind of like, okay. Last year, I was like, oh, man, this is the end for Brady. Man, what a bummer. He's finally stepping away. Leaving on top. Huge numbers. Like, Mm -hmm. he he lost in the playoffs, but he he was outgunned in, like, a total shootout. Um, It was a fun game. Way to go out swinging, Tom. And then this time, he comes back and he puts it, puts it, puts, 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 puts. (laughs) Tom Brady's done type of situation has one good game where he lights it up but like clearly that was the end and you don't love seeing that so i'm just kind of like meh okay 
But he was still at the top of leaderboards this year, man. Like, he still had a productive season as far as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he led the league in uh, attempts and completions. I guess when I was thinking so about I, it this morning. I read this, I read this article. I read this article that, that Tom Brady has – he's uh, accomplished – So I was talking to, talking to Rita and, Je- and Jenny. You, you were <laughs> a lot there. So, anyway, so I, I says to Mabel, I says uh, – Alex, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. That he's he's accomplished everything he's had to, but and he has nothing else to give, and I don't feel like that's the case. I don't think I think he can't play another two years. Um, I was hoping that he would. I would ho- I was hoping he would go to the Raiders, uh, maybe you know have a, a connection with his old offense coordinator over there. I, I was I was hoping that he would. I, I feel like he still has some football to give. Now I understand more this year than last year because I know about his personal life and kind of what he's going through. He's he's lost a lot of weight. Uh, you can you can tell in his face. So he yes, knows he you know he's going through some stresses. But I, I really felt like he could have more in him. But I understand this year more than last year why he's walking away. The last thing I thought about this morning when I was saying to myself, "Meh," was when he started out, he was good, right? He was winning, but his numbers were fairly just consistent right he was he was fairly accurate he he didn't throw a lot of interceptions but he also didn't throw a ton of touchdowns uh he wasn't known as like this touchdown slinging type of quarterback until he was paired up with randy moss and then like i think it was maybe oh eight oh nine somewhere in that range um where he started just really slinging tons of yardage tons of touchdowns Uh, i'm actually pulling it up okay so 2010 he had 36 touchdowns 07 he had 50 touchdowns so that must have been the year he he had moss but whatever yeah um he just wasn't known for really he he was sub 30 touchdowns most of the time um you know and and usually under 5000 yards but even and after saw this year and even after moss left though he kept up those big stats like i think yeah. he actually changed the way he played the game once he got Randy Moss. And that's that that's the other cool thing about Tom Brady is that you've seen like four different quarterbacks in his career. Right. Like he has had to be the he has had to be the game manager. He's had to be the the team leader. He's had to be the out, you know, the 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 just the gunner. And then even in his old age, he actually gets some speed to him as well. Like it's it's been amazing what this guy's done. And and I know a lot of people are hating on him and sometimes with good cause. The dude hasn't always been this, you know, the 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 cleanest player, but it's it's truly the end of an era, and I'm I'm like you guys, I'm sad to see it go. I hope he does well in retirement. He'll get paid a ton of money to do color commentary now. Yeah, dude, Fox already signed with like a three hundred million dollar contract. Speaking of, it was good while it lasted. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls real quick, shall we? They are currently in eleventh place in the Eastern Conference, which means they're out of even the play-in tournament. Is it time for this team to just blow it up? Nikola Vucevic is a free agent at the end of this year. They just signed Zach Levine. What, what do you do with this team? Yeah, I think Vooch. Vooch is probably the one I'd say, let's move on. You could move him now and still get some stuff, but probably not a ton because teams know the position the Bulls are in. Gosh, I just don't feel very confident with the way the roster is constructed, and I did before, but knowing Lonzo Ball is not going to come back, I'm just at this point, I don't know what they're going to do. Well, that's the thing. We don't know anything about Lonzo Ball. We, we just know that he, his knee's not progressing at all, mm-hmm. and they're confused about it. He's confused about it. Everyone's confused about it. So, yeah, he is a big piece to this uh, to this 
team. And you're a doctor. On the offensive side. Doctor? He is. Doctor. Doctor. But he is he is a big piece, right? He's a big piece to this offense and defense. So his absence is, is a big deal. I don't understand why Vooch isn't a bigger talk on a trading block out there. Isn't he on an expiring contract? Isn't this last year was contract and he's yes, not a free agent? Yeah. Why aren't they talking about trading him? Why aren't they why isn't that bigger news? I was like, oh, these are the potential trades for Vooch. Like, I understand that we traded too much for him and it's a crappy trade, but we gotta get something for him. We can't just let him walk. Well, and the interesting thing is Vooch is what allowed us to get DeMar DeRozan. I'm almost not even upset at the Vooch trade just because we were able to get that possibility of that unit. I, I totally understand. Obviously, looking back on it from now, it was a bad trade, and you know, legitimately, it is. But at the time, it was it was a good idea. Yeah, and and it was it was coming in, you know, new team, you know, new leadership, and going let's 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 shake things up. I'm I'm not mad at it, but I think Alex, you're right. I think something you got to get something. Oh, 100 percent. Well, let me ask you about this, guys. What do you what do you think about Caruso's trade value? Would you move him? No, love Caruso. It's the Caruso. Do not move him. Plus, yeah, I, I love Caruso play. too. I love his defense off the bench. He just brings that intensity. But we're we're not a playoff team. We're we're not. You know, we need to just move on from these pieces and get whatever we can. I would agree. And actually, I think Alex Caruso would would get a lot of trade. Would get a lot of action in the trade market. He's a very important I mean, piece to championship teams. Like he's he's a guy. Defense, he can shoot threes. Exactly. I think we could actually get maybe our a better haul for him than we would for Vooch, which is saying something. Who are some some pieces that you would try to get? I know was it Wiseman in uh, Golden State? Like he's not really doing much over there. I mean, should we give him a shot? Who, who's their other uh, seventh overall pick that is kind of decent off the bench, but you know isn't uh, an All Star, big time player that they were probably expecting of him? We can probably trade for him as well. I'm just surprised that we, you know, this is a playoff contending team. We have some pieces that could help them out. We can we can take some of their youth and give them some veterans. I would like Wiseman. He's one that I've wanted on the Bulls since he was in the draft. So I'd love to have him. But again, like he's not. It's scary because he's not necessarily progressing the way that everybody wants to see him progress. And I think what people thought would happen if he stayed healthy this season, he's he's not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. But he has tools that if he gets the right coach or the right pe- people around him. Which, if Steph isn't the right person around him, you know, I, I was know gonna say, man, he's he's in kind of the best spot possible yeah. right now. If it doesn't work for him here, then yeah, he either needs true. the ball too much, which the Bulls aren't gonna give him with with Zach Levine on the team. Right. It's just it's not gonna work out. But I, don't I mean, know. some players just need to be in a different place. I mean, look at Laurie Marketing. He's he's breaking out with Utah. Look at uh, Kuzma Scrum. when he got more time with uh, in uh, in Washington. You know, I think if, if they just get in different space, even though it's a worse organization, mm-hmm. you know, they might blossom. So I, I wouldn't say that he's done just because he can't work out in one of the best teams uh, able to, ever assembled right now. Well, I'm saying he's done, Alex. Ooh. He will no longer, he will never play professional basketball again after the age of 38. Can we can we put in something something in place right now in this moment? If we're talking about players in the NBA that are done, they're either a scrub or a buster we need to make a decision is are they a scrub or a buster and Wait, that's i thought a scrub is also known as a buster they are but so, we need to call them a scrub or a buster this is this is too espn for me there's a middle ground <laughs> there's a gray like like you know pat williams like he he's 
leaning towards scrub, but <laughs> you know, I think he's going to be a solid player. He can be Brian a solid Scalabrini, player. scrub. Okay. No, Brian Scalabrini's a A1 buster. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if ever there was a buster, it would be Scal, all right? White Mamba, buster status. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm putting my foot down on this one, man. I have thoughts. All right. Maybe that's a new segment we can do in the future. Scrubs and busters. <laughs> It'll be right after bruh. <laughs> right. Presented by Dave and Busters. Dave and Busters, if you're out there, we are looking for a sponsor. And Nurse Scrubs. Hey, you're a nurse. Buy this clothes. Also, watch Scrubs from the early 2000s because it was great. <laughs> it was a really good show. Do we want to have a side conversation about where, Scrubs? Where do show. you think you are right now? Eagle! <laughs> I, I love Scrubs so much. <laughs> anyway. Great Wow. All right, we went way off base. Yeah, we did, but that's that's really par for the course, isn't it? Yep. Do you gentlemen have any corrections, omissions, anything from uh from this past episode? I will say I missed one of Matt Getz's jokes in the beginning when he said uh, Jesse Kostopoulos is one of his players. Completely <laughs> flew over my head. That was full <laughs> house character. You uh, didn't get hilarious it. once yes. I listened to the show, and I was like, someone should have pointed that out because that was hilarious. <laughs> Jesse and the Rippers. I did actually, I don't know, not so much of a correction, but there's something I totally forgot to tell you guys about last week. What's up? So I bought my kids one of those wooden, wooden cars, you know, that you can ride in. No. Like what wooden, is this, 1922? Yeah, I thought it'd be fun. You know, got it on a Black Friday deal. Wood, wooden car, wooden engine, wooden doors, wooden wheels, wooden seats. Put the wooden key in the wooden ignition, wooden start. wouldn't start <laughs> so good <laughs> you guys were riding along the whole time the crusty show is now on hiatus repeat the crusty <laughs> show is now on hiatus oh that was a good one that was chris as always man you never you never ever ever begin to entertain us so we thank you for that you're welcome should we announce the uh the anniversary show of anniversary. Uh, how we're gonna be Rating Chris's dad jokes, how from horrible to least horrible. <laughs> well, I think you guys are talking about a Father's Day show, weren't you? Ooh, yeah. We could Day just show. we could just throw dad jokes at each other for forty minutes. See see which listener turns us off first. Last <laughs> <laughs> longest. Whoever lasts the longest and keeps listening. Yeah. What if I just show and completion wins? I may just shut off the recording though. So would, would I win in that case? They get, a, they get a free guest appearance on the show if they listen to the whole episode. <laughs> if you can make it, Alex, don't you feel like that would be good? That'd be painful to listen to. So let's yeah. not do that. But <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, I I love I would love really to go back and, and rank your jokes. You had some good ones. You had some uh some zingers. Uh, oh, thanks. You also had some ones that have fallen flat. So flat. Like this this wouldn't start thing here. Oh, that was good. So very flat. That's really but... good stuff. Nope. I told Peter earlier my eight year old son Grayson. He walked into the room the other night and he's like, "Why do people love jokes about chickens?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And I thought it was a real question. He goes, "Because?" And he walks away. And I'm like. <laughs> Dude, Mike dropped on me. Yes. 
Now that's comedy. Yes. <laughs> just walks down the hallway, goes to his room, and shuts the door like, that's what I just did. Yep. Boss of bosses right there. Yep. I love it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break right now. We come back. We are going to have a second team draft. That's right. We're going to pick our second favorites, and we'll be right back. All right. This is a sports show. You know, in the previous episode, we were all talking about when our teams are bad, what teams do we go towards? Who do we like to watch play? And all we really settled on was the fact that Alex likes the Philadelphia Eagles. None of us really have a second team in most any other major sport at this point. So I figured we need to rectify that. We need to pick our teams and our players that we are going to enjoy while we're not enjoying our main team. Now, there's a couple different uh, parameters that we have to finagle in here. So as far as your team is concerned, they must be in the opposite conference. So you're not going to want to face your favorite team before the Super Bowl or, you know, finals or anything of that nature. And they cannot be in the same time zone. And that's just because it gives you a lot more time to be able to watch them and your main team at the same time. Now, when it comes to the players, you just want to make sure that this player has never played on your favorite team. So it can't be somebody like you know, Jimmy Butler, you know, which is what Chris would pick if he had the chance every time. Oh, sure. Yeah. Love that guy. Or like Matthew Della Vadova, who Alex would pick every chance he gets. Mm-hmm. The White Stallion. That's right. Or Brian Scalabrini. Just buster. <laughs> I love that he goes to like gyms and just destroys people. That's just so great. Did you guys, <laughs> played in the NBA? It. Yes. You I know. Destroy people. No. People talk trash to him, say, hey, you were garbage. I can destroy you. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and proceeds to destroy them. And it'll be like zero to 22. Yep. Zero to 45. <laughs> and afterwards, he's like, I'm closer to Kevin Durant than you are to me. Like, that's, and he's absolutely right. Like, they're just a different beast. It's amazing. He's, I want a piece. He's at the export over on Roosevelt, Chris. Go get him. <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. But what we're going to do now is we're going to have a snake draft, and we're just going to go six rounds. We're going to get our teams. And to do so, I'm going to show you guys the wheel of names, and we're going to go from there. All right. So let me know when you can see it. Oh. This wheel of names is names. sponsored by Jennifer, Jennifer Love, Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. All right. From what, what is this from? All right. It doesn't really matter, Alex. Movie? It's just Jennifer Love Hewitt. In her her prime years, she was she was out getting groceries for this picture, you know, just just hanging out, just regular <laughs> grocery apparel. <laughs> All right, let's see who the first pick is. Come on, no bankrupt, no bankrupt, no bankrupt. Uh, me, I see. Her I assumed her hairline means me. What? Oh, come on, I break the hairline, so I have the first overall pick. Let's uh, see who's next. The worst. Okay, okay, okay. Just don't land on bankrupt. Oh. You. Ooh, the hairline. Ooh, 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 it's me. Oh, and Chris oh, yeah. with the number two pick. All right, let's see yeah, who's got the third pick. It's funny because it, I think the wheel landed in the same spot. Oh, sh- sh- hold on, Chris. We're figuring out who has the third pick. It's, it's only Alex. There's no, no one left. Oh, look, it's oh, only oh, Alex. That was going to be three losses in a row. <laughs> you should have just input something that you couldn't see that was like Matt's name. Next time. Next time. <laughs> So I've got the first overall pick, and I am very happy that I've got the first overall pick because there are some difficult choices to make here. Without belaboring it too much, I wanted to pick a team 
first and foremost. And I wanted to make sure that it was a team that I would really enjoy rooting for, a team that has a bunch of good young players who are on the up and coming, who are going to be making a difference in the years to come. That's why I am taking the number one, or I'm sorry, the number three in the West, Sacramento Kings, as the first overall pick. Give me De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis any day. I think that was a stupid pick. Why was it stupid, Chris? Because <laughs> I would pick someone else. <laughs> well, you can't <laughs> argue. You can't you argue with that pick. logic. You had the first pick, and you picked the friggin' Kings. Who does that? I do. Who does that? This isn't 2001. Okay. That's a uh, dude. So I'm. Not. I'm telling you though, man. They are an up and coming team, and they're going to be good you for are. a while. Yeah, you got Sabonis, you got Fox. Who else? Who else will have? You got a uh, a seasoned veteran in Harrison Barnes, who's uh, who's carrying the load, and Barnes. you got an awesome young dude in Kevin Huerter, which is just a fun name to say, Kevin Huerter. Huerter. Hello, Huerter. Hello, you know, Clarice. Huerter is neither a buster nor a scrub. Huerter is a king. See what yeah. I did there? No. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right. Anyway. All right, number so, two overall pick, Chris. Who do you who do you got? So I actually alluded to this during a different show when we kind of recapped the NBA draft. And so, like after the draft, I was really there were some guys in there that I was really hoping, like somehow, some way, the Bulls could make a play on, or or that they would go to a good situation. And actually, two of them went to the same team. So I'm so? talking about I'm talking about the Detroit Pistons. You remember me saying the Pistons won the draft? I do yeah, recall right. you saying that. Right now, the Pistons aren't great, and that's no. to be expected. That's to be expected. A very young team mm-hmm. in a complete rebuild. They also happen to be like, in the same not only conference but division as the Bulls. Ah, oh, you suck. Man, whatever. I don't like your rules. Fine. <laughs> if, I, if I have to pick somebody else, I'm going with the 76ers. Oh, my God. It can't be the same conference. Western Conference, Chris. Different time zone, you said, though. West, the, both, conference. Conference. Both, it's a two thing. Both we things apply. For the show. Both. I, I, I do realize I do disagree with you, Peter. I think he should just go with the team that he wants to go with. Those what's, are the two teams I follow. What's the point of having the Pistons be your second team? I hate them. I get that. But it's a team I'm interested in following. The reason why is because of what they did in the draft. And I think what they're going to do is is... is really good i think they're gonna suck again they're gonna get another good draft pick they're gonna have four guys cunningham ivy duran gonna be good stuff but fine no I'm no no chris them. no 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 chris you're picking the that detroit pistons that is who you get follow your stupid rules no alex it is your turn man who do you got I'll follow your stupid no rules. no I'll, I'll be the only one that follows my rules and, the best part and i'll still win is is uh this was this was my second team two years ago and it's the phoenix suns no, no, it's too late. You already lost that. Detroit Pistons is your pick. Alex, what do you got? He gets to keep the Detroit Pistons? Yes, he does. <laughs> he is now, he is now saddled with the Detroit Pistons. All right, he's saddled. All right, <clears throat> so we're just picking teams right now. It doesn't have to mean... You can pick whatever you want. It's wide open. All right, so my team that I'm going for... What's your team that you're going for? Is the... New Orleans Pelicans. Now that is a fun team. That's solid right there. That's solid. Yep. Love their central time zone too. They are central. Yes, they are. Yeah. So Alex has the New Orleans Pelicans as his zone. team. Buster. Not the no, not the first time. Second time. 
Alex, you have uh, you have pick no- or round number two, man. Who do you got? Oh, you you giving me the Pelicans? Go on, do your thing, man. Like, I'll be the only one that follows my rules. You guys can do what you need to. <laughs> All right, so okay, I'm picking the Pelicans. They're a solid team. I mean, very much. Uh, Brandon so. Ingram, they got Zion. Yeah, they got that one point guard who's a sneaky little point guard. You always see like uh, highlights of him, like no, dude. Chris up. Paul was dra- was traded away, man. He's not on the team anymore. No, not him. Not no, him. not him. Baron Davis. Yeah, they actually hate each other. Like every time Baron they see Davis. each other, the one that the one that put up Dukes and fight each other. Oh, that's amazing. Name, I think he's like uh, uh, I want to say he's Latino. I don't know. He could be, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's a fun team to watch, and one of the reasons why I love watching this team is because of why uh, Zion Williamson, and he's I know he's often injured, but when he's playing, he's he's must see TV. Oh, he's otherworldly. He's just exciting, and I love his style of play. Like it's it's not the usual you know three point sixty percent seventy percent of your shots. It's it's you know going down low, pounding, dunking, layups. I love his game. I love seeing that. So that's that's why. Uh, he's my uh, first pick in the second round. All right. Zion Williamson is your favorite player. First pick in the second round. All right, Chris, who do you have for your second pick? Remember, you can choose from any of the categories we have here. So I'm actually going to go over to a different sport. What do you got? I'm leaving basketball. Behind. <gasps> yeah. So this is hard because I think, so I'm going to baseball. And before the show, I mentioned to you this is hard because I literally hate every other team. I I don't like any other baseball team. None of them. What's there to like, honestly? <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's one specifically that I've spent the better part of my memory that as I can as far back as I can remember despising this team, but yet I find myself still following them constantly. Oddly attracted to them. Okay. All right. Little love-hate situation. There's a thin line as they say. Yeah, it's the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees. I, like I said, I've I've always despised them, yet I find myself following them. That was a very Christopher Walken type. Always despise them. Can you can you wow. do that in a, a more emphasis? This is Christopher Walken. I is watching the Yankees. Hate them. <laughs> Screw you. Screw the you. Oh, that was a perfect <laughs> pause. Well played, sir. Very well played. All right, so now it's my turn. I've got the the, the first or the the final pick in the second round here, and I for, am, for a player team here. Well, I'm gonna hop over to the NFL. We're gonna pick a football team here. There are a lot of great football teams out there. I need a I need a source on that, but I'm sure there are. I'm gonna go with a team that is consistently always good. Like it's kind of scary because in the NFL you shouldn't be this good for this long, but somehow they have managed to stay good for the longest time. They've got some amazing players. They do have a little issue at the quarterback spot right now. They need to sign him to a long-term contract. But I like the Baltimore Ravens as my second team. Okay, that's pretty what, good. What attracted actually. you to the Baltimore Ravens? Well, Alex, it's their their tradition of excellence, the way that they play ferocious defense, the way that their offense just kind of always seems to work out somehow. It's kind of crazy, but like I, I feel like Lamar Jackson just does whatever needs to be done. And he's such yeah. an electric player to watch that you just if can't stop. If he's not on that team, would, would you still well, that's follow a, them? And that's, that's why I chose the Ravens, because even if he's not on that team anymore, they're still going to be a good team. Like They've got amazing oh, management, amazing front office. I think that they could find another quarterback. 
how did their backup quarterback make the Pro Bowl? Like, how does that even happen? Exactly. Like, I looked at his numbers. They're not great numbers. <laughs> I think he's like four touchdowns, four interceptions. It, it also doesn't help. yards a game. <laughs> ah, so we had a Justin Fields-like season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, mercy. It's a well-run team. It really is well-coached. Yeah. Good system. Yeah, John Harbaugh being weird. They just they do it all every time. So I'm 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 gonna stay. I'm gonna go with the Ravens and I'll stick with them. That leads me to the first pick in the third round. With this one, I'm gonna go with a player, and I'm gonna go with an NBA player, somebody who I'd who I've enjoyed watching ever since he made the uh, ever since he made the league. He's a big man, but he plays like a point guard. He consistently gives you thirty and ten every night. He can pass the ball. He can run the court. Joel Embiid is my second player. You took my guy. The, the Bulls killer. That's, that's who you want to follow. The Bulls yeah. killer. Yes, the Bulls killer. The guy, guy who yeah. the Bulls cannot beat. The last time we played, they played the 76ers. I was so happy they beat them. And then I realized <laughs> he wasn't in the line. Right? It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> that makes sense. That explains it. And honestly, one of his teammates is also on, well, one of his former teammates is also on my list. I don't think you guys are going to choose him, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. All right, Chris, you're up, man. Second pick, third round. Who do you got? You can't pick okay. any more basketball players, right? Me? No, I cannot. So why can't you share? Oh, yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I love the way Seth Curry plays basketball. He's just one of like a very Seth. underrated, yes, a very underrated two-way guard. He could play offense just as well as he plays defense. He's almost as good a three-point shooter as his brother. He definitely doesn't like he doesn't run the court as well or anything like that, but he's he's pretty good for what he does. He's I give him credit defensively for his effort. I wouldn't say he's a two-way player, though. I mean, he tries, which good for him, but he's not he's he's not a three and D. I don't know, man. I, I, I think that the way that he's moving around this league, he's being treated as a three and D guy. Like they they there's a lot of trust put him in put in him in playoff teams in crunch time situations because of his ability on both sides. I love the way him and his brother went at it in that one playoff. I think he was with Bob. Yes. That was, that was fun. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's just fun to watch them go at each other. 100%. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, who did you got? All right. I'm going with a player, a baseball player. Mm. Uh, This one's easy, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Cause I was one of the millions of people following him. A lot last season. Okay. Aaron Judge. Yankee, Yankee. I mean, that, that's the line with your Yankee pick there, yeah. Oh, all right, the Alex. I've been watching since he, since he came in to the bigs. I've mm-hmm. been watching him, and I, I've been saying, like, this guy, he's going to be like a Frank Thomas. Like, he's humongous. Yeah. He's going to smash. He's a nice guy. At some he's... point, he's going to smash. Yeah, he's, he's a very nice guy. Even though he plays for the Yankees, he's a very cheerable guy. Like, you, you root yeah. for him. You root for his success. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's a good pick. It's a solid pick. All right, and, and since we're not uh, we're ignoring all of Peter's rules here, I'm going to continue to do so. <laughs> so with the uh, the first pick, my first pick in the third round, uh, I'm going to pick a team, the San Diego Padres. Uh, they're just a young, fun and up and coming team. How is that? That is exactly within my rules. Well done, Alex. Thank you. They are. Yeah. Oh, I guess yeah. No, you're Different a Cubs fan. Zone. You're a Cubs yeah, fan. Never Cubs, mind. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they're NL. They're NL. But yeah, 
fun team, really going to be cheering for him this year. Um, Tatis was out most of last year, but he's going to come this year, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to bring it. I mean, uh, he had, what, 42 home runs uh, his last four years, so I'm going to decide what he's going to do this upcoming year. But he's not going to be my player to watch. Um, a player to watch is Juan Soto. Uh, so he's going to be my first pick in the fourth round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Uh, Peter was just giving me the middle finger here. Really hey, wanted him. I, I don't know. Soto Double tanked, birds. Though. Double birds, Soto Alex. Tanked, man. He did not deliver after the trade deadline. No, but fine. he's 22 years season. old. He's, yeah. 23, that, that's 23, the type of guy that like his mean, his, his mean is so good mm-hmm. like the middle Dude. range of his performance is so good and so much better than everyone else he's amazing yeah and and i think with the energy the excitement of this team i think he's going to have a, a very solid year uh with the padres so we're oh, yeah. excited to see that padres are going to be my front runner next year i i they're, they're just a powerhouse offensively they're so good chris alex has broken my heart what do you got back to the the niffle nfl the, the niffle I'm going to go with the Jets, aren't you? I'm going to take my player. Oh. Instead of my team. Okay. And I'm going to say Vinny Testaverde. Eckler. Austin Eckler. Love Austin Eckler. Fun to watch. He's undersized and he just continues to overperform and prove everybody wrong, even though he started the year slow this year and everybody started to doubt him. He's like, no, screw you. Watch me do this. I'm better than everybody else. I can catch the ball. (laughs) I can take goal line carries even though I'm undersized. And I can score. He's good stuff, man. He's a fun dude. And he plays fantasy football like us. He's just like us. He is. One of us. One of No? Okay. <laughs> nah. Nah, we're good, bro. We're good. <laughs> Austin Eckler. Good choice, Chris. Good choice. All right. That's going to lead to my next two picks here running pretty low on MLB players. I'm going to go ahead and go with my MLB player. I've been watching this guy ever since he came up with the Cubs and hit a home run for them in the playoffs and has generally just been a superhero for that team. And I've seen him from the other side of the city, and I've wanted him this whole time. Last year, the White Sox had a chance to get him but did not. That man is Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, who ended up hitting 46 home runs last year, helping lead the Philadelphia Phillies to an amazing playoff berth. I was, so I was deep in thought because I, I find it really fun that you mentioned Kyle Schwarber. I can't remember if we had that conversation kind of off offline, but I wanted Schwarber so bad. And, you know, I, I had, you know, I played MLB the show and the mm-hmm. first thing I did w- was go get Kyle Schwarber, you know, on my team, you know, why Chris like 70 home runs. Yeah. Cause there's a hole in the white Sox specifically for him to be there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, would have made a lot of sense. I love that pick. Good pick, man. Thank you. Thank you. Just a fun guy to watch. I've got my basketball team, my ba- my football team, my basketball player, and my baseball player. So let's go ahead and go with a football player now. I love watching players who can do multiple things, but I also love watching people who are just freaks at their position. The guys who can just do everything and then a little bit more within their position. And there was one player that I watched a lot last year. He did happen to be on my fantasy team, which always helps that out. But he's been a player that's been great for years now, just moved to a new team and had what I consider an MVP season with his new team. That's right. I'm talking about Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think you can really show his effect on the game with that team because, I mean, that team was one of the worst offensive teams Mm -hmm. last year. And with him, he completely turned it around. So, um, no, that was a great pickup by them. 
uh, super fast guy. Is he, is he a Hall of Famer? Do you think he's a first bout Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yes. I would, at this point, right now. yes, I would say so. He's got a, he's got a Super Bowl. He's got amazing seasons. He's done it all. That guy's not yeah. global for sure. I agree. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, I, I just wish that he, uh, he was more consistent because I think Peter, your team would have been better if he was more consistent. <laughs> there, was some, there was some games where he gave you like 40 points and the other games where he gave like nine points. <laughs> yeah, you know, that not is entirely his fault with Tua being injured and whatnot. <laughs> I was going to say he had to deal with a lot this season, but yes, exactly. He's been that way. So since he came into the league, even, yeah. you know, when he was in Kansas City, the joke on a lot of fantasy football shows was know which week to play him. Whatever week he had a good week, don't play him next week. He's in every other week. Every other week, he has this massive blow up. Mm -hmm. He'll get you 10 or he'll get you 40. He'll get you 10, then he'll get you 40. So, you know, he's always been this inconsistent guy. But if he can give you those huge blow up weeks and you can stick him in your lineup and cross your fingers if you need it, it's a smart play in fantasy yeah. world. But yeah, that's a great, great pick. He, he's a next level kind of game changing player. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's always like, I, I had a couple other football players who had that same like level of just game changer, but I, I just, I love watching him play. He is so fast. Like it's just, it is ridiculous. The speed he has. All right, Chris, you got the second pick in the fifth round. Who do you get, sir? I've got, I've got an NFL team. I still need to pick. Correct. And I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. The because of their, Beal. you know, clearly they were named after a character from, Silence of the Lambs. That's where they their mascot is that guy. Probably. No, this isn't true. Not true. Not okay. the truth. Oh, but they are fun to watch. <laughs> they put up points other than the playoff game they just lost. But they're a good team. Uh and I, yeah. I that's the team well, I follow. Do you do you really follow them? <laughs> Yeah, because I'm gonna ask yeah. a question. What happened? To, because the first three games of the season, they were Super Bowl favorites. Yeah. What happened to them in the second half of the year where they just kind of fell off and people were concerned about them, and then they could just continue that into the playoffs? What happened? My honest opinion is that I think somebody, I, I think Josh Allen had a little something going on that he wasn't right, um, and I just think it's another one of those classic scenarios where they're just not telling you everything, and they'll mm -hmm. you'll find out middle of the off season. I, Josh, I that's it. Josh Allen was not playing like he obviously had great stats and all that, but he had some weird games this year. He did. He just didn't look exactly the same, which for a guy who does run a lot more, that can happen. Like so. So it's pretty expected for that to happen. And they did want him to tamper down some of that running. So I think that's part of it. Um, you know, I think he, he didn't utilize Gabe Davis quite the way he should have. Gabe Davis is this huge over the top threat deep ball threat constantly mm. and they didn't whether it was him or the coaching staff not figuring out how to you know go back to like what did they do in that playoff game last year i feel like there had to be whether there's a gap in 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 you know coaching and play calling or you know not utilizing gabe davis the way that they they unlocked kind of during the playoffs last year or if it was something to do with josh allen i think it might have been a combo of everything and having Josh Allen scale back a bit of how he's played because they need him for mm -hmm. longevity purposes to stay healthy. And he's he, he probably wasn't himself. There's probably some lingering issue that we'll find out more about later. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's my opinion anyway. Yeah. Right. No, they definitely need a running game. I was just surprised by um, Stefan Diggs and his reaction 
um, in in that last game, the playoff game, because if he is injured and he's not he's not playing uh, the way he should be, he should know that. He should be one of the first people to know that. But his reaction on the sideline, and not only that, but after the game was over, not even wanting to participate with with the team and have the conversation after the game in the locker room, leaving early, having me, it was just it's very weird. For, so Diggs for is that kind of guy. He's that kind of guy. I saw it here. He's just emotional. He's an emotional guy. So he's super emotional. He loves, loves, loves his teammates, especially his quarterback when things are going well. When things aren't, they're the first ones he blames. But he's in person. I can tell you this. He's an extremely nice dude. Super nice. Like he's he's nice to everybody he runs into. I just think that he wears every emotion on his sleeve and he doesn't know how to reel it in mm-hmm. in the moment when he's feeling the emotion. Yeah. So I, think- I was about to say that. Earlier this earlier this season, he was all about uh, Josh Allen. He said he's oh, my yeah. quarterback. I'm going to support him. And then that reaction at the end just didn't make sense. So he's a, it's a lot like what we saw with T.O. back in the day. Remember, T.O. would be like, oh, "It's my quarterback," and crying, yeah, and crying. and then he'd be mad at him on the sidelines. Like, he, yeah, still he probably still loves Josh Allen. He just mm-hmm. doesn't know how to reel in those emotions in the moment. Gotcha. Okay, that's that diva wide receiver personality, right? 100%. All right, Alex, you've already picked your basketball players and teams. You've picked your baseball player and team. Let's see what you got for your football picks. All right, so football, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stay in line with uh, Peter's rules here. I'm picking, and this is going to be a shocker, the New York Jets. That's right, Matt. He's here. He's listening. The New York Jets. And here's why. All they need is a quarterback. You know, and you got – Derek Carr out there. Hey, Alex. Have... Alex, they've been saying that for like 50 years now. No, but it's true this time. It's true. I mean, they had a third-string quarterback come in, play well, and that and team was... just was was killing everybody, crushing everybody. Mm-hmm. And they bring You're not wrong. Wilson. It, just, it just made no sense. But no, they actually have an opportunity to bring in a good quarterback. I wouldn't want to see him there, but if he if he goes there, he's he's going to be great, but I, I don't even want to say his name, <laughs> but Rodgers, if he gets to that team, if they somehow trade for him and he goes to the Jets, I mean, that's a Super Bowl winning team right there with with all that talent, with that young wide receiver. I mean, that defense, that's that's that team fit. He's going to go to the Jets next. He'll get in a scandal with a reporter. Then he'll go to the Vikings. That's what you're telling me. Yeah, we've seen it before, right, with Brett Favre. But I, I thought yeah. about that too. He's he went straight to the Jets. But that's because I mean they they wouldn't allow him to go to to Minnesota, uh, where he wanted to go initially first. So but, that's yeah. got to be the timeline checks out. I mean, Kirk Cousins is on the end. So yep, give him one year in New York at the Jets. He'll do decent, mediocre-ish, suckage, and then he'll come to Minnesota and make the playoffs, but not do anything. Sounds good. Yeah. I would, I would actually would love to see Derek Carr out there. I think he got too much of the blame with the Raiders. They had, they had so many Wrong. turnovers. Carr sucks. No, I think he's I think he's good. Dude, he, he had coach after coach after coach, offense coordinator after offense coordinator. He never really got to be in sync with any team, any players. Like it's it was not his fault. His reason that they they struggled out there, and that was a tough division as well. Uh, so no, I I think he would be he would do really well out there. I think. It would be kind of like a Matt Stafford situation, Peter, where he goes to that team and kind of shows his true colors out there with a good team, a supporting cast around him. I, but uh, mm, okay, all right, I, I see differences I between the Jets and the Rams, I, I think, but I think, I, I think I'm, I'm a Derek you. Carr fan. Okay, I'm a Derek Carr fan. Right. When when he was coming up, uh, there was uh, I can't remember his first name, but uh, Bortles, uh, Blake, Blake, yeah, Blake, yeah, yeah Blake the, the Snake. 
people were saying that they were they were comparable QBs, and I was like, no way. He, Derek Carr is far and above a better quarterback than he is, and that turns out to be true. So I've, I've always been a supporter of uh, Derek Carr. So I think he could blossom uh, with that new team. He's going to a new team. He's going somewhere. Um, but um, we'll see where It'll he ends up. I, I would love, I would love to hear him, him to see to land over there with the Jets. But really, they're just one quarterback away. Uh, we'll see who they land. Um, but I'm be rooting for that team. All right, Blake Bortles to the Jets. All right, Alex, who do you got for your player? <laughs> I would cry so bad. Uh, he'd be, he'd be worse than Wilson. He'd be worse than Zach Wilson. Oh, I don't know about that, man, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they were both pretty bad. They were both pretty bad. Uh, so for for my last pick here, I'm going to go completely against uh, Peter's rules here. But I'm, I'm picking Jalen Hurts as as my guy, as my uh, player in the NFL. And 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 here's why: not only is he playing well, he's going to the Super Bowl. But the reason I fell in love with Jalen Hurts was back when he was in college, when he was with Alabama, and in the national game there, he got benched for Tua. And after the game, they interviewed him and they they saw him with a smile on his face. And he was like, well, you know, you have to smile on your face. You know, you know, you're happy. And he was he was sincerely happy. He was supporting Tua the entire time. He said, oh, he has the it factor. I was cheering for him. And, and you saw him the entire time. His attitude, even while being benched in that national game, is is when I fell in love with him and began rooting for him. And now he deserves what's coming to him right now. I hope he does get the MVP. Uh, I hope he wins the Super Bowl, but he he deserves all that's coming to him because he has a fantastic attitude, not only for his teammates, but for himself because he never gave up on himself. He always strived for success. So that's why Jalen Hurts is my guy. Legit, that is a great choice, man, because he's yeah, he's good. like the what he's done this season has been otherworldly. And obviously he's got all the tools around him he needs, but that just that just makes it even more fun to now, watch. Don't get him. me wrong. Justin Fields will be better, but he's great. Uh and he's going to do it just in time. All right, Chris, you have the second pick in the final round. What do you got, sir? Um, all I got left is my NBA player. I'm yeah, going you with do. Devin Booker. like watching Devin Booker. He's got that. I don't know. It's like a – it felt like when he came into the league, he almost was like a Steph Curry mixture with, with Zach Levine and Steph Curry, if you put them together, athleticism and three-point shooting. He's, he's super good. He can put up 55 points on you. Uh, or he can, you know, play or, the, or the all-around game. What do you think about his father, Luka Doncic? What? what? His father? Luka Doncic? Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Alex <laughs> had to get Luka that. in I mean, he, there somehow. He does he call him daddy, him. doesn't he? Goodness gracious. Devin Booker's my pick. Unreal, Alex. I'm just saying. That yeah. does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 71. mercy. And Bede, and Bede owns a Joker. Luka Doncic owns Booker. That's how it works. Sounds like math to me. <laughs> All right, guys. I've got the final pick in our draft here. And with that final pick, I have to pick a baseball team. I, uh, I'm going to pick a team that lost in the World Series last year, but still has pretty much all their great players. And I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Phillies. Kyle Schwarber, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, JT Real Muto. It, it just, it, it never ends the fun with this team. And they play in Philly, so you always have the weird, dumb fans to root for, to root with as well. Um, yeah, no. Phillies for me. 
Solid, solid squad. Solid team. They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're already good. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, isn't it? Like, sometimes you just want to watch a good team. And sure. the Phillies, the, the, what the Phillies were able to do when they rebooted a couple years back, because I don't know if you remember, but they were in the dregs. They, they, were, they were great in, like, the early 2010s. And then they just kind of fell off, and, and they've bought their way back into contention these last couple of years. The Phillies are always looking to yeah, be no, They made some great signings, absolutely. Here is the, uh, the list right here. Peter's got the Sacramento Kings, the Baltimore Ravens, the Philadelphia Phillies as his teams, and he's got Joel Embiid, Kyle Schwarber, and Tyreek Hill for his players. Chris went with the Detroit Pistons, the New York Yankees, and the Buffalo Bills for his teams. And Aaron Judge, Austin Eckler, and Devin Booker for his players. And for Alex's second teams, he went with the New Orleans Pelicans, the San Diego Padres, and the New York Jets. And for his players, he's got Zion Williamson, Juan Soto, and Jalen Hurts. Well, I have a question actually for you. Should we put this up on our social meds, the social medias? Oh. And uh, let people vote for like who has the most fun grouping of things to watch or players to watch teams to watch players? yes i i think we can do that we'll definitely do that do so it. be sure to uh follow us at the hard cap cast once again that's the hard cap cast be sure to follow us on any of the social meds we've pretty much on all of them at this point but specifically probably instagram for this or twitter we could also you know trash on the rafts in the nfl a little bit more on our on our twitter that'll probably get some more clicks you want to do that I'll do that. I think you should be. I think you'd be good at that, man. I'll wait for the the. I'll do it then. We can't say that word, Chris. We haven't bought the rights. I'm sorry. I'll wait for that big game that's coming up. Oh, you mean the big game? The big game. Yes. What I hate is when people say the big game. That's There's because a side note. They can't say. Out of me. They can't, I can't say. Stand that. Hey, it's... you can't say that. We have to edit that. Oh, out. dang it! I did it again. Anyway, back to the whole point here. Social media. Oh, dude, guys, it's dark out. Did you see that? You see that owl? It's fantastic. It's superb. What a superb owl. It is a superb owl. Such a superb owl. All right, that never happened. All right, guys, so be sure to fantastic uh, dish. vote yourselves for who you think has the best lineup of second teams and players. When we come back, it's time for Alex's Trivia of the Week, and Matt gets questions, so stick around. Once again, Thank you, Chris and Alex, for joining me in that draft. It went beautifully for me. I don't know about you guys, but I did a great job. Most importantly, we want to welcome Matt to the stage. Matthew, how you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic, Peter. Thank you for asking. That's good, good to, to see hear. you three. Good to see you, man. Always a pleasure. Well, Matt, thank you, as always, for joining us. I hope you have a great rest of your evening. Right now, it is time. <laughs> and that's the show. No, he's just going to sit here and listen quietly. No, no, no. Right now it is time for Alex's Trivia of the Week. And since this is Alex's segment, Chris, take it away, sir. This guy's cool. This segment sucks. It's Alex and it's trivia. Love it. Every time. What's going on, right. dude? What do you got for us All this right. week? Well, yeah, if you guys thought my previous segment sucks, oh man, you guys are, are in for a doozy. So, so I don't have any trivia. Uh, I was feeling uh, you know, sentimental. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, right. had time to prepare. So, 
So January 26th. January 26th is, is a big anniversary date. One of them is the Chicago Bears. Uh, they won their school in, well, you know, in, they were called 85 Bears, but it was in, actually in 86. Now, as 40-year-olds, we really weren't involved with that team. I feel like we all have an attachment to that team. So I guess my question is, why do you have that attachment to that team, even though we were like two or three when they won the Super Bowl? That was three. I had just turned three. And I have, so I think it's probably the very first memory of my life that stuck with me. I don't know why, but I have this memory of dancing on a coffee table and watching them celebrate. Uh, it's got to be my very first memory. So there's these little moments of my life in this house I lived in when I was three. And I could actually, if I walked into that house right now with my eyes closed, I would know where to go. I know where things were. Mm -hmm. So something that happened in that house really caused it to just be embedded in my brain. And that was one of the memories I have is of watching the Bears win the Super Bowl. So that's why it's cool to me. Uh, and then, you know, I guess, you know, hearing stories years later of how, you know, my family hung around with some of the players uh, during the offseason was kind of fun. What about you, Pete? For me, it was a VHS tape. My, my, <laughs> no, my, my dad had recorded the game. And so I, I had this VHS tape and I would watch that game and I'd watch it over and over again. And you'd watch the commercials cool. with it. And, and that really like connected me to the game in a really awesome way. How, how long did that VHS last? Because after you watch it like 10 or well, that's the thing. Times, like, like it starts going downhill. Right. Yes. By the time I was like 11 years old, it was kaput. You know what I mean? So I, I still don't have many like lasting memories from it, but I do remember watching that tape over and over again. Like it just, it brings me back to those olden days when you'd go to like in somebody's basement and they'd have like, the monsters of the midway posters, you know, all those amazing 85 bears posters. It just like the, like the, the whole energy around that team was something you just could not ignore. Your question was spot on. I remember and love everything about it other than the game. Like mm. I remember just watching with my dad, not really even knowing like what the sport of football was. I gave a lot of high fives to my dad. I had on this like bears t-shirt that was like just, a normal t-shirt that went to my feet <laughs> and he would always get red pistachios, which I don't even know if they sell those anymore, but like dyed pistachios and you'd eat those like your fingers turn red while you're eating it. And then just like cheering and high-fiving and it was just a good time. And I didn't have a clue what was going on, but it was so fun. Like when you're three and just having a good time with your, mm -hmm. your dad and family. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, for me, it's kind of with Peter, it's, but for me, it's NFL films. I mean, you know, watching, you know, ESPN, just having those those shows where they had that that perfect voice, which I can't duplicate. Maybe Chris can. Chris, can you do you have that? The John Facenda. Do the yeah. John Facenda, Chris. Come on. I can't the do it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, In amazing. the rolling tundra of Lambeau Field. <laughs> I don't think I you give me a week and maybe I can figure it out. But no. Yeah. But no, I mean, hearing about sweetness, hearing about all the other players on the defense, Michael Singletary, Richard Dent, it's just these bigger than life personalities. The fridge, that, you know, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. absolutely. And hearing hearing these stories, it was it was just great. And and, and Matt, actually, um, 
I meant to bring this up uh, last week as well, but one of the reasons why I hate the Packers is because of the season afterwards <laughs> where they, one of the uh, defensive linemen of uh, the Packers picked up uh, McMahon and crushed him to the ground and pretty much ended our dynasty with that. So that's, that's one reason. But again, I didn't see that. I wasn't, you know, I didn't see it live. I hear those stories and it made, you know, I, we had the connection to it, but it's kind of interesting that those that are kind of 36, 35 and, and younger don't have that connection. Um, yeah. You know, they, they kind of wish that people would stop talking about it. But I love those stories growing up. I, yes. I love, you know, hearing it was about like, and all those players. It was like everyone around us was breathing it at all times, right? Like I, even my grandmother, who wasn't, you know, big into sports, um, she had a, a fridge, a giant fridge T-shirt that she would wear around with the fridge on it, like, ah, with his arms out, right? And I remember it to this day. We had the Super Bowl shuffle that I'm sure we all memorized as kids and watched over and over on VHS. Uh, I, I still have my original copy in this box that's like, the, the box itself is like fuzzy because the cardboard has started to fray so mm -hmm. much. Um, it's everything around us, people in our area where we grew up, they were so just enthralled by what was happening and we just lived and breathed it every day. And it happened. It went on even after, I mean, I remember watching them lose to, to the, to Washington in the playoffs. And I think it was 88, maybe. 89. Um, it was either Washington or the Giants every year. Or was, the Giants. Oh, yep, God. the Giants too. Yep. LT, was, man. I remember being heartbroken, just heartbroken, and my mm -hmm. family being around me being heartbroken. It's wild. Um, so I, I'm sure you guys experienced the same thing. Our families were just, we were with our families, and they were so into what was happening. So we were living and breathing it as little kids. It stuck with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I want to ask you guys because of because of what I, I had heard that you know the 35 year old 36 35 year olds and younger do not want to hear it anymore they're like it's you know it's so long ago we need to move on the team needs to move on they're and really they're not wrong of, well they're not if, wrong if there wasn't a gap in the winning I think you would be fine with bringing this up because you know other teams that that do win they still bring up their old championships it's not like boston celtics says oh with bill russell 11 championships we're done talking about that because we have you know, right 2008 uh under our belt no, no they still yep. talk about it but because of that large you gap, it. you're right yep. but that's what it is absolutely yeah. man absolutely that that large gap just means that they're still hanging on that that championship and they're still making money off that championship, which is kind of amazing to think about that it's lasted this right. long. <laughs> bigger, bigger than life personality. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, another anniversary, and I, I didn't want to make this segment go too long, so I want to be quick about it. But I feel like we should talk about this every year. But another uh, a thing that happened on the 26th was the passing of Kobe Bryant. And I wanted to make this, uh, you know, uh, a positive moment, you know, kind of celebrating his life. So what, what's what's a, a, a play or, or memory? Um that you have of Kobe that's 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 positive Peter do you want to start off I just remember him watching him win might have been their third championship and watching him jump up on this I think he jumped up on the scorer's table mm -hmm. and I remember watching that going man he reminds me so much of Jordan he's he's so good he's like watching him in this moment I feel like I'm seeing something different something special like I've only seen it one other time and I think I'm seeing it one more time right now yeah, see, that was that was my problem, Chris, is that I, I saw him as a facsimile of yeah. Jordan. 
And I, I, I always see, it doesn't have to be like it, it, I mean I, I said positive in the sense that we're we're celebrating his life. No, I if gotcha. If I you know like even for LeBron right now, he keeps me attached to the game. Right. Because I enjoy watching him lose. Well, and that's what I was gonna say, man. Like I enjoy rooting against him. Those so times that was part of it. That was a part of it. Well, for me, those times when Kobe would just keep shooting and keep shooting. And like he had no chance of winning the game, but he was going to get his points no matter what, no matter how many times he had to shoot that ball that, you know, that he coined it as the Mamba mentality um, after, you know, after a while. I always respected that out of Kobe, you know, like where it's just like you're not going to give up. You're just going to keep hacking away at that tree. Hopefully it's going to come down sooner or later. I mean, the guy scored 81 points on like 46 shots. You know what I mean? Like he just he never gave up the scoring. Um, that, that scoring drive and mentality. And, and Chris, you're absolutely right. That is really, you think of Jordan when you think of that, and it's very on purpose. Kobe designed his game after what Jordan was doing. And he yeah. was the, and, and not to say he was the only one, he was the only one that did it well. There were yeah. so many players before yeah, him that tried tried. to do it. So yeah. many, but no, he was the only one that was able to do it. So love him. And Jordan loved him. You know, he, he loved oh, yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've got a, a slightly non-sportsy spin on this for Kobe. I listened to a podcast of that he was interviewed on. I don't know when this was, like 2015 or something. And he was talking about like the next stage of his career or the, just like the next activity that he was doing. Yeah. He was right, really focusing on children's writing books, like books for children. And he took that as seriously as basketball. He met with, several of the world's best authors. He met with George R.R. Martin. He met with several people to learn like what makes them tick, what makes a story good. Like he attacked it like he mm-hmm. wanted to be the best in the world at it. And it's just like that was his mindset. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to put everything I have into it to make it great. It was the same thing with that animated short that won him the Oscar. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, it was he he did the same exact thing. That he went to every of the top animators. He he just he just absorbed everything they had and made it his own. And he yeah. did it in a very good like it's it's truly sad that he passed when he did because he could have done some amazing things. Absolutely, and 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 nothing was an accident. <laughs> you know, like he not he for him. worked hard. Mm-hmm. at what he was being successful at, and and you know that's that's what I love about Kobe. I, I think. I connect more with or connected more with Kobe than with Jordan. Jordan was to me an artist on the floor, on the court. Like he was just magical to watch. Fluid was great. But uh, Bryant, Kobe Bryant was a, a basketball geek. And that's what I was growing up like. <laughs> he was just a basketball nerd. And I mean, and, and that helped him really, you know, study the game, get into the technic- technicality of the game, footwork and everything. And and that's that's why I love Kobe. That's why we always love Kobe. And and um, uh, you know, I I did you know kind of like you guys. It was uh, I felt like that was that competition. It was not so much with him and, and Jordan, but with uh, with the fans and the Jordan fans. Mm-hmm. Where there was that headbutting. We're like, oh, he's the goat. Oh my god! <laughs> like, you... Obviously, you're not gonna let that up. You know, we, right? We that Jordan's the goat, but um, but no, it, it it wasn't between you know Kobe and and Jordan. I I love that relationship. Um, I love the fact that, you know, when uh, he came in the first league, the first year in the, in the league, he went up to him during the game, was like, hey, you know, how do you shoot this fade away? How do you get that <laughs> off? And Jordan gave him a little tip right there. It's like, you know, you feel his legs. Um, and then when he came back with the Wizards, you know, that little play fight that you had. Um, or how about in, their their, their all-star game? 
Jordan was yeah. taken over, and then Kobe hits that oh, three man. at the end. Did I hate Kobe that oh. year just for for ruining that that All Star game for Jordan? Although it did Jordan's it did give MVP. Kevin it did give Kevin Garnett the MVP for that All Star game. So which you loved, which I'll you take loved. that. Yeah, but, no, absolutely. But that that stole away Jordan's MVP. But um, but no, he's he's uh, was a magical player and mm-hmm. uh, definitely missed. But that's. Uh, no trivia this week. I just wanted to get uh, those anniversaries out of the way. No, that was that was much better than your crappy trivia, Alex. So thank yeah, you very was, much. It's way better. I feel way worse for my intro. Um, <laughs> oh no, Chris, you got to live with that, man. Bad. Wow. The intro. Dang. Now you got it. Now, now, in order to make up for it, you have to give Matt a bad intro as well. I don't know how uh, that fixes things, but I'm not sure that that fixes anything. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and just get right to it, Chris. When you get with Matt, you're going to get answers, because Matt gets answers. Ah. If you guys listening out there in podcast world could see the, the faces of, eh, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I, it was, I, I, can, I can edit, Chris, if you want to. <laughs> well, no, you're not getting another go around on this. I don't know. I guess you get answers. Matt gets answers. Matt, Matt sure tries hard. <laughs> Everything Matt's ending in a question mark. It's all good. Stuff, and he's going to talk to us and we're going to say things. Matt gets answers. Oh, I'm just cutting this entire final segment out. We're done. <laughs> all right. Matthew, what, what do you got for us this week, sir? All right. So I wanted to get this question in now just because I don't know how late we air these based on when we record it. But for the big, superb owl, who do you guys got? Mm. Mm. Who do I want or who do I think is going to win? He said, who do you if got? If you had to put money on it, who would you bet on winning? Woof. Not covering a spread, just flat out winning. Go ahead, Kansas Alex. City. So I, I don't care. I honestly do not care who wins. I will be rooting for Philadelphia, but I honestly would be fine with Pac Mahomes. No, no. Who do you think will second. win? This is what it's about. Who do you think will win? I. Uh... I'm rooting for Philadelphia, so I think they will win. Okay. I'm rooting for Philly, but I think KC is going to win. And I'm rooting for and thinking KC will win. I'm kind of rooting for KC, but I think the Eagles will win. Ooh. Interesting. Look at us getting all four quadrants in. It's nice. KC, I mean, they're both incredible teams. I mean, what I struggle with for KC this year is – it kind of looked like they just sort of got by on a lot of their wins. Like they still won and they're still a better team than a lot of the ones they won, but they were closer than they needed to be. Mahomes almost always looks like he's limping to me. Like every other play, it looks like he's got something like his hip is bothering him or something like his leg. And he's sort of like limping off the field. Whereas the Eagles, the majority of my memories from their games are just, a big, strong team won. Yeah, they dominated all year long. Especially, that's true. That's a really good point. And it's about the lines, too. Like, the Eagles' defensive and offensive lines have been killing it all year this year. So if they can keep that up, it's, it's definitely going to be a fight. But Patrick Mahomes, dude, what he's done these last couple games with the injury he's had to his leg, it's, it's just he's, he's on a completely another level for me right now. Speaking of lines, though, isn't the line on this Eagles minus three? I don't. I, think, I don't know what the betting line is. I think is. the Eagles are minus three, and I and I Mahomes is still hurt, so this might be it. This might be the a chance for the Eagles to Hulk smash. 
it's going to be interesting. They've done that all year. Like Hulk smash is the best description of how they've won all year. They had one close game, right? I mean, the rest, they were just like, let me destroy you by halftime. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and like, then we'll just kind of putz around for the second half. Like just okay, you take an example of their QB sneak. Like they're a rugby team that kills you. If they just got to get like a yard, like they get so low, their helmets are practically touching the grass. And then it's just like the Titanic is just swishing forward, and the other team has no hope of stopping. Yeah, but you know what happened? Matt, you know what happened to the Titanic, though, don't you? It sank. That's his point. And the Eagles are going to sink this weekend. One remembers. (laughs) They're underneath the offensive line. That's the whole point. They're going under. (laughs) Pete, so you mentioned good organizations. How frustrating is it to see this organization that won a Super Bowl, blew it up, and rebuilt it already to make it to another Super Bowl. <laughs> it it boggles the mind. Honestly, the Phillies are right up there with the Ravens. Like they they are. The they do, did I say the Phillies? You did, but uh, I knew what you meant. Yeah, the Eagles. Thank you, Chris. They're they're one of those teams that just like you said, Alex. They're just they're always doing it. And they always seem to have a good quarterback. They always seem to have good players. Like they're they're just great. You know, I, somebody should have them as a great second team. I don't know why any of you guys didn't write didn't draft them. It's kind of silly. You you can edit this out, but this is a legit idea. What if we record an episode in either Kansas City or Philadelphia, depending on who wins? I mean, it's, uh, this idea is never happening, but that would be fun. That would yeah. be that would be awesome, is what that would be, Matt. Yeah, it would be. Or we do it from like the uh, the the training camp of the team the following year. With our press credentials that Lamorne gets us with his connections to famous people. Yes. I love how Lamorne's connections will get you anything. Whatever. He knows Urkel. You okay? So Whatever you need. It's true. Urkel should be able to get you everything. And if not, he'll just ask you if he did that. I know a guy. It's Urkel. Okay? Anyway, so just following up on that, and I'm sure you guys will hate this, <clears throat> but what if, like in fantasy there was a third and fourth place game. I, I actually would love that. I, I would, I would prefer that over the, the Pro Bowl. Yeah, agreed. I would really prefer that over the Pro Bowl. 100. And it would be a great game, too. So it'd be, 49ers. It'd be the oh, the Niners, of course. The Niners and, and the Niners, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be yeah. a great game. I mean, yes. who knows what quarterback would be quarterback. In the that's Niners. true. That, that's my only concern is I don't think they'd like put their full lineups in. Well, that you'd have to, you'd have to have a reason for them to play the third and fourth place game. But, I mean, it, it's always the, the same for, for the Pro Bowl. I mean, there's three quarterbacks in the AFC that sat out. Mm-hmm. Or at least, I mean, yeah, one of them's actually in the Super Bowl, but, you know, the other two just like are choosing not to play. The right. trophy would have to be like, a, you know, a bust of Doug Flutie pooping. If those exist, I will put them on my shelf. I'll work, I'll work on that for you. But I, I will say for the World Cup, the um, the third and fourth team that played against uh, each other, a lot of players set out between both teams. So it's it's ours. Well, maybe maybe it's not as great as an idea as as we hoped it would be. If they cared, it would be a great idea. Like if the yeah, bronze if medal they... meant something, it would be a great idea. Yeah, like. like... If you could have it before the Super Bowl, so like you'd have to. If it's after the Super Bowl, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. But before, and there was something on the line, like you maybe you get like an improved draft pick, or something. Like there's just like something that mattered to the Ooh. team. Actually, that'd be a great idea. You you like you hold no. off like the no no no. I got this, Alex. You hold the, off the, the fifth team. the fifth overall pick is meant for the place the team who gets third place in the league that year. Yeah, that'd be mm. cool. 
I like players that. wouldn't care. Players wouldn't care. I mean, half yeah, of them weren't even going to be on the their team. team to be even better half next year. Half of them are going to be on the team the following season. What, what do they care about the fifth? And they're sure going to be rooting, rewards. They're going to be you would have for to a guy to come in, in and, and take their job. That's <laughs> like the whole that's point in the NFL, for. Alex. You have to build in these incentives. The players, a lot of players, don't give a crap anyway. If they're not going to win the championship, that's why they put incentives into the contract. So if you put an incentive in the contract that if you are in this position where you're in the third and fourth place game and you do achieve X, Y, or Z, then you would make this extra money. You'd have to put that in their contract incentives. And if you did that, then they would give their all in that game. And you know what would be a good amount of money? I'd say about Tree Fitty. About Tree Fitty? About Tree Fitty. We're getting sued by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Tell them more to, to tell them to calm down. I would right? take I would take those signatures. Yeah. Right. <laughs> on the on the lawsuit. Yep. It's like, oh look what I found. You can serve. <laughs> yes, I'll frame it. Sweet. <laughs> Is this a script? No. No. No, it's a summons. Oh. <laughs> ah, it's all good. Yes, I'll Will be, they a be guest there. Do we get to meet them? Right. <laughs> <That's exactly. laughs> Okay, shifting gears a bit here, switching sports. This this question I've always had, we're, we're switching to baseball. What are your guys' thoughts on the different size of stadiums, the way they're built, the different distances, the height of the wall? There is no standard for technically what a home run is. Does that matter for considering overall stats of someone's home run? Like, I mean, I think in St. Louis they built – a whole stadium around Pujols and like just his style and where he hits to try to give him the most home runs possible. Like, what do you guys feel about this? Is this fair? Is that just a part of the game or should there be some sort of distance and measurement standards? There's already kind of a range, you know, every, every stadium it's between 375. you know, some stadiums, you know, the short, the short porch, you know, it might be three, three sixty. Right, Peter. Am I am I pretty close there? Isn't Boston like two eighty five or like three oh five or something like that? Field line, yeah. yeah, yeah, in the Green Monster. I think that's part of what makes baseball different and special. It still is like this old school mentality that like there's no standard. Just everybody builds their stadium the way they want. Well, I mean, there are standards. The standard there's is within some, the baselines. Yeah. Like you have to have specific yeah. measurements for the baselines and all that. But as far as distance is concerned, yeah. yeah, it's up to the cities to determine their own home field advantage. And I think that's one thing that baseball has that other sports don't is a true home field advantage. And then the White Sox built a stadium around Frank Thomas so he could hit all the home runs he wanted to. I'd like it if they went to standardized stadiums, whatever. It's not going to, you know, I'm not going to break a sweat over it, but yeah. I, no, I do it, like it. It's definitely part of the charm of Major League Baseball to, to have those unique stadiums. Uh, but it, you, you definitely do think about it, especially for, you know, players that hit a lot of home runs and, um, it, with, you know, with the Rockies, you know, you understand that they're hitting because of, um, you know, the, was it the last friction of the air up there and whatnot mm-hmm. and, and, and the um, dimensions of the field as well. So you definitely think about it. Um, it definitely comes into play, but it's it is part of its charm. Does that matter then for stats? Like, if there's anybody who's got the record for home runs, no. they've got the, and they already have field adjusted stats. So if you really wanted to see a player's like value, regardless of what stadium they're in, they've 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 been able to calculate for that. Hmm. Yeah, has I, any I team? ever done the reverse of making it easier to get a home run 
and just made it extra far. Like it's like 600 feet or something. Is that like, Oakland? Well, Oakland Stadium is oh, probably the worst thing ever. They're still sharing it with uh, with the Oakland Raiders who left 20 years ago. Yeah. Why why are we still using a football stadium for that team? You know? uh, so, yeah, I feel like theirs is not built. You know, it's not very conducive to to home runs. Yeah. And there were some stadiums that were built for pitchers. Like, they're known as pitchers' ballparks. And those do tend to have, like, deeper fences or so that way you mm-hmm. can, you know, that there's more chance for you to catch it when it goes foul. Oh, interesting. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah, different options. A lot of different ways you can mess with things. Space. Mm-hmm. Oakland being one of those. Yep. This was enlightening. Thank you. We've got one more question out of left field here. Hey, Matt. Matt. Matt? Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Oh, oh, Matt. What, what's the question out of left field? I'm glad you asked, Peter. Question out of left field. This is that part of the show where the only part of the question that has to do with sports is that fun little intro. Oh, every time, this guy. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a fan of fun stories. <laughs> exaggerated stories tall tales well this is one of the tallest tales since cloudy with a chance of meatballs love that one and i'm talking about a guy named george santos (laughs) oh boy the man has lied about nearly everything all the way to his elected position he lied about his mom dying twice claimed He is descendant of survivors of the Holocaust. He wasn't. He's not Jewish. Wasn't even in that continent. He said he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. He didn't. He said he ran charities. He didn't. He lied about his high school. He said he went to Baruch College and got a scholarship as a striker on the volleyball team. Number of things wrong with that. Isn't he like five foot two? He's five foot two. There's no striker position in volleyball. Group is a D3 school and scholarships are not allowed in D3 schools. <laughs> and he never went to that school and many other lies. Oh boy. And there's no real consequence for this. He was elected. I mean, he may step down. He's getting a lot of pressure, but there's no laws about it. There's no anything. You're if you lie, it's just, eh, okay. Shame on us, I guess, for believing it. It's up to the voters. That's right. So my question to you is twofold if you were running for something what lies about yourself would (laughs) and two which one of you is best at mario kart (laughs) well my lie would be that i would be the best man for this job that would be my greatest lie for that and uh and i'm the best at mario kart okay so (laughs) my lie would be that peter is better than me at mario kart and i'm the best at mario kart you're not going to win any campaigns with that kind of lying, Chris. What about Alex? you, Alex? My lie is uh, that... What is my lie? I don't know what my lie is. But <laughs> I will say this, though. The competition between Best at Mario Kart, it's definitely between Peter and I. Uh, I know that for a fact. Sorry, Chris. It's just not. Chris, you're, you're just out of it completely. It's not to say that I'm, I'm proud of every part of my background, but uh, I don't know what I would lie about. So I, I don't know, Matt. What would you lie about? Let me let me give me another second to think. I would say I invented charities, like the idea, the concept of charities and helping other people. Yeah, go big oh, or go home. Right? Damn right. Yeah. 
don't like that. I guess. Good Wouldn't luck you... proving that. <laughs> how, how could none of us not not mention Naganda? No, you're not gonna raise taxes. Naganda, Naganda. Okay. Because this isn't forty-five years ago, Chris. All right. <laughs> Get your George H.W. Bush jokes out of my podcast, dang Naganda. it. Naganda. Nineteen ninety-three called. They want their joke back. Hey oh. <laughs> oh man. And I'm definitely not the best in Mario Kart. I'll say that. I, Switch, I have we are a Nintendo this. Wii that, that has Mario Go-Kart. So. Switch. If you call it Mario Go-Kart, you're not the best in Mario Kart. So pound sand <laughs> between me and Peter. Oh, it's just me, guys. Don't even don't even worry about it. Yeah. Then, then I, Especially I'll, if I'll we're playing Peter. if we're playing Mario Kart 64, it's over. There's just there's no option. Good news for you. We can play Mario Kart 64's tracks on the Switch on upgraded for, for graphics. For a fee. Yeah, for a for fee. Like a six dollar fee. Worth it that. to settle this. Worth <laughs> it. <laughs> Good uh, news, gentlemen. Four players. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Matt, you have created like a rivalry bigger than anything we could have ever thought of right now. This is this is gonna last. This may, this may become generational. No one ever comp. beat me at Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Not one person ever beat me at that game. I did time trials, raced against myself so well to the point that I would match yeah, my ghost. Chris, and I'm sure your mom was great at the game, but that's not really the competition uh, we're talking about here. Yeah, all right? So, my mom doesn't play video games. Exactly, which is why you were able to beat her so well. She wouldn't know what to do with a video game. Yeah, Pound she I'll crush you. Crush you on any course. You are the one who needs to be hitting sand hard, sir. Coconut Mall, done. Smash you. Give me the city run any day. Smash you. I I hit the inside curb like no one else. We'll see. Oh, yeah, we will. We certainly will. I'm going to put my Mario Kart since 92 shirt on to get on (laughs) video, and I'm going to crush you all. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to say goodbye to you all. It has been a pleasure speaking with you on behalf of our special guest, Matthew Getz of Matt Gets Answers, and my amazing and always awesome co-hosts, Alex and Chris. My name's Peter, and you've been listening to The Hard Cap. Doodaloo. Mario Kart Wars coming February 2023. <laughs>